You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are talking about the fact that I work for a total jerk, like off the charts, a-hole, and quite frankly, sometimes I, I cannot stand working for them. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to make sure that you have joined our Facebook group. So head on over to All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners. If you are a cheer coach and an owner, if you are a gymnastics or a cheer gym owner, head on over to uh, cheer and gymnastics gym owners and join that Facebook group and make sure you've subscribed for our blogs that are going to get emailed out to you. Make sure you have liked all of our pages so you don't miss out on any of the amazing free content. And please share this podcast with anyone you think may get something out of it, even to include that a-hole boss that I am talking about. Now, uh, it's a little bit of a clickbaity title, but why do people leave their jobs? When when people are leaving work, especially to start their own business, why are they doing it? Well, there's a number of reasons. One, they may just not like their job. Two, they feel they have a passion for something else. Three, they want to be their own boss. They want to work for themselves. They want to not have to answer to anyone else. And they want to be the controller of their destiny. And that is probably the most common reasons we hear people leaving their jobs or, or quitting and moving into working for themselves. And why did I leave my job? Well, I left my full-time job because I owned three businesses and they were taking off and I was very busy and I didn't have any free time. And I thought, you know, hey, if I leave this job, leave this 40-hour-a-week job, I'll have so much more time to A, contribute some of it to the businesses, and then I will have more time to contribute to my family and my kids and, you know, delivering on that level. But the reality is, is when we leave those jobs and we become our own employer, we are often the worst possible employer to ourselves. So that a-hole that I'm talking about I work for, I'm talking about me. I am not a good boss to myself. I I'm, I'm, don't necessarily treat myself well and definitely haven't historically. I'm getting better at this. I am a a-hole boss in recovery, but I am not perfect yet. So Let's talk about kind of the key three things we're going to be going through and then get, break them each down. So number one, you are only your own boss if you stop letting others control you, both in reality and in your mindset. Number two, you need to treat yourself at least as well as you would any other employee. And number three, you need to know what rewards motivate you. All right. So getting into number one, you're only your own boss if you stop letting others control you. This is a problem a lot of gym owners have where we will allow our clients, allow our athletes, allow our landlord, allow all of these outside circumstances to control us and control our actions. So we are reactive in putting out fires. You know, this mom's mad. So that means I need to stay up late and have this long phone call with them and, and talk them off a ledge. When you're allowing that person to control you, you don't have to do that. 
Now, there are certain circumstances where you might need to, where life might uh, warrant that. Maybe you have an athlete who was injured and you are keeping tabs on them because they're going to the doctor and that keeps you up late. Okay, that might be a more reasonable situation. Um, But you need to make sure that you are making these choices and you're not letting other people make those choices for you. Or you'll have a parent who thinks you should practice more. So you Uh, add practices even though it doesn't work with your schedule, or they think that a team isn't being coached well enough and you go, well, gosh, then I need to step in and I need to do this work and I'm going to add this to my schedule. I'm going to coach two more teams. I'm going to exhaust myself and run myself more ragged. You know, there's a, a variety of ways that we allow people to control us. When I say we let our landlord control us or we let our, um, our athletes control us, like those are all points in time where we give up control and we stop working for ourselves and we start working essentially at the behest of other people. Now, I'm a big believer as a business owner in working like I work for because I want to provide something to other people. So I work for my employees. I do work for my clients to some extent. They don't control me though. I work for them. Like that is my reason for working, but I control my destiny or I need to control my destiny and not allow them to dictate the realities of how I execute running my business and how I execute working. Number two on the, you have to stop letting other people control you is in your mindset. You cannot allow others thoughts, others' ideas, others' opinions be the key thing driving you and making your decisions. So instead of going, well, these people are going to think I'm not good enough. You know, I'm, I'm worried about what they're going to think of me. So therefore, I'm going to stay up late working on this, this thing that has to get done. Or I'm, I'm worried about their opinions and their thoughts and their state of mind. And I'm allowing those things to control how I manage myself. Do what you know needs to be done as a business owner. Stop allowing other people's voiced opinions, your perceived opinions, or your expected reactions to control you. And I've talked a lot about that um, you know, how the the machinations of our own mind will oftentimes negatively impact us as gym owners, where we will sit and we will go, oh, you know, this pricing thing is going to be received really poorly, or these everyone's going to quit if I do this thing. And we're just making those things up and we're allowing those false beliefs and other people's, you know, one or two people's opinions to control how we run our company and how we treat ourselves, how we treat ourselves as an employee which takes me to you need to treat yourself at least as well as you would one of your employees. Would you ever ask one of your employees to work hours on end without paying themselves? Would you ever ask one of your employees to answer calls at 11 p.m. at night? Would you ever ask one of your employees to sit there and get berated by a parent or an unhappy customer and just take it and admit all their faults and not actually stand up to that person and let them know what what is acceptable in that conversation. You wouldn't. You wouldn't do those things. Would you ever allow one of your employees to work 100 hours a week on projects, never stopping, constantly working, constantly at the beck and call of everyone around them? 
I don't think you would allow any of those things to happen. Yet gym owners do it all the time. They don't pay themselves. They allow parents to treat them horribly. They work insane hours and feel the need to constantly be answering the phone and answering emails and doing all of those things because they they own their business and and now they're working for their business and their their preconceived notions of what they need to do as a business owner and not working for themselves they're not giving themselves the whole concept of i can set my own schedule and i can make my life what i want it to make it or want to make it they're making their life be dictated by owning a business and that is a real not cool move from yourself as a boss of yourself. You've got to treat yourself as well as you would any one of your employees. If you are doing something or you're you're like, oh, I'm going to take this on and it's a situation where you wouldn't ask that of an employee, then you probably shouldn't be taking it on either. And that might be a point in time where you need to reevaluate if that is something that should be done. Uh, oftentimes it's not. There are a lot of things that gym owners and business owners and entrepreneurs think they need to do because they believe it's true, but they actually don't need to do that thing. I'm here to tell you hard and true fact, you 150,000% don't need to answer the phone after 930 at night. You don't. You you need to answer the phone when you're open, but other than, and you should answer the phone during the day in a reasonable time frame, maybe 8 a.m., to when your gym closes, but you don't need to answer text messages. You don't need to answer the phone after practices are done. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be sending emails at midnight. I understand that people want the competition schedule and they need it. Guess what? Getting it at midnight is not any better than getting it at 9 a.m. the next day. So you set it as a priority, eight o'clock. I'm going to start with that. I'm going to get this information out, right? You very, very rarely need to be doing those things and and grinding in that manner. Do I think you need to work hard? Yes, I absolutely do. Do I think you probably need to work harder than any employee in your business? Yes, I do. Because you do work for your employees. You do work for them to provide the opportunities that you do. And to include employees, you include yourself, right? You're working to support everyone. So does that sometimes take sacrifice? Absolutely. But you as an employer of yourself need to treat yourself with some respect. It's only going to increase your longevity and happiness in what you are doing. The last thing is, is to know what rewards motivate you. Now, we in NextGen, we talk a lot about owner's pay, owner's compensation, effective hourly rate, all of those different things. But it's possible that money is not your motivating factor, at least right now. Eventually, though, being compensated in accordance with our work is just a good tactic to take because it is how people are rewarded. It is how we are wired uh, to feel like what we did was of value as we received a financial compensation for it. But you may really work for vacations or you may work for your reward is seeing something you created grow into something amazing. Those may be your rewards. So you got to figure out what it is that rewards you. Just like you would figure out what really makes an employee thrive. Some employees don't, they're not motivated by money saying, Hey, I'm going to give you an, a raise. They don't care. Some employees are really motivated by time off. Some employees are motivated by praise. Some employees are motivated by little gifts. You can do all of those things for yourself to include praising yourself. It is okay to say, man, self, 
you did really, really awesome at this thing. So figure out what are those things that motivate you to work harder, motivate you to feel valued and important, and then give those to yourself when you've earned them. You can start being a better employer to yourself. However, the reality is that it takes real effort. You're going to have to work at this. And the hardest part of that is seeing where you're failing. A lot of times it's kind of like going to therapy where you need someone else to shine a spotlight on the things that you're doing that you may even kind of know are bad, but you're giving yourself permission to do them. It's like getting a, a trainer who's going to, or a nutritionist who, yeah, you know that eating that donut is not really helping you towards your fitness goals, but you need a coach, you need a trainer to help you train to be a better boss, to help you train to be a better employer of yourself, to help you train to be a better business owner. So this is where having a coach in your corner can really make a huge difference. I talk to owners all the time who actually hate being gym owners. They hate owning a gym, uh, they say, if I were to go back in time, I wouldn't do this again. And it always makes me sad. Uh, and it makes me sad for two reasons. One, because I hate that they feel that way. And two, because I felt that way at one point. There was a point in time in owning my business where I said, if anyone, if a kid asked me, hey, I want to own my own gym one day, I would say, don't, don't do it. But it was in my first couple years of business and I hadn't figured things out. I was trying to run my business like a coach first and a army captain second, and I wasn't running my business like an entrepreneur. I wasn't running it like a business owner. I hadn't learned so many of the things that I have learned now that I pass on in these episodes, and I, I, I share with you my lessons learned here. You don't have to hate it. A lot of the time people hate being a gym owner is because they work for a total a-hole, and that a-hole is themselves. And so they are making their own lives miserable. So leaving this episode, I want you to evaluate what kind of employer you are to yourself. Rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. One being you would quit right now. Like if you worked for this person, you would walk into their office, you would tell them, pound sand, I'm out, drop your papers on their desk. And no matter what they said, you would be out of that door and you would do everything in your power not to just curse them out. And a 10 being you would never leave this job ever because you love your employer so much that they treat you so well that this is like literally the best job you could ever possibly have. And if you are anything below a seven, then you need to write down all the things you hate about your boss uh, or how they treat you. And when I say your boss, I mean you and or the gym uh, in proxy. Okay. So write down all the things that you, they do or you do to yourself that you don't like. And from there, you need to determine what you can change tomorrow, what you need to change over time, and what, if anything, you're going to have to come to terms with. Because there are some realities of owning a business that you're going to have to come to terms with. If you are sitting there and one of the things you write down is, I don't like that my boss is concerned about making money to pay the bills. Unfortunately, that's never going to go away. You are always going to have to be concentrating on your budget and making enough money to pay the bills, pay your staff, pay yourself. So there are certain realities of owning a company. Now, how you go about that might be the answer. Maybe it's not about worrying, but it's just understanding and setting things up for success. So you need to figure out 
the plan for how you can achieve the goal of paying the bills, paying yourself, paying your staff without constantly worrying about it and being stressed out about it. And again, this is a situation where I'm shamelessly plugging, we can help. I can help. My coaches can help you. We have amazing coaches in NextGen, people who are there doing it right now, people who have gone through the battle of being an a-hole to themselves. And I will tell you, this is a battle you're going to fight your entire career as an entrepreneur. You're going to have to always be thinking about it because there will be points in times where you aren't a great employer to yourself. It's just a fact. We are not great to ourselves in general, right? Positive self-talk is a challenge. So you're going to have to keep working on it. Having someone in your corner to remind you of it is a very, very helpful process. So rate yourself, figure out those things, and then figure out a plan to fix them. You can do it, but you're going to have to diligently attack it if you really want to make it a new habit. And habits, like we tell our athletes, habits can be good things and habits can be bad things. Okay, We're trying to build good habits as entrepreneurs as opposed to the bad habits that we've probably gotten into. All right, everyone. I hope you love this episode. This one literally just came to me. I was I actually made it as a joke uh, talking to one of my staff members, um, and I was like, "Yeah, I work for a total a hole." Like, ha ha ha, talking about myself. And I was like, "Actually, that's a really good podcast episode." So I sat down at my computer and just wrote it out. And here we are. So I hope you loved the episode. It was actually a lot of fun to record it. Uh, if you are coming to conference uh, in Dallas in a month. Man, I cannot wait to meet you. Please, if you listen to the podcast, come up and talk to me. I am excited to meet you. Tell me what your favorite episodes are. I keep hearing from Justin as people call and people are interested in joining the Academy that there are a lot of people that listen to the podcast religiously. And that means so much to me that you would want to sit here and and listen to me talk and uh, espouse my thoughts uh, to you. So please, please come and introduce yourself to me. I can't wait to see you at conference. It's going to be amazing. I've been working on my projects uh, for my presentations, and I'm super excited about them. So make sure you are there. Can't wait to meet you. There's going to be like 400 people at conference. Just absolutely mind-blowing. So cannot wait to meet you all. If you loved this episode, make sure you check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. He has some amazing guests on. He has some amazing content when he doesn't have guests on. You got to listen. If there's two cheer podcasts to listen to in the industry, it's the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners podcast, and it is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. That's just it. That's how. That's what you need to be doing. If you got nothing else in your day, listen to those two things. If you are a cheer gymnastics gym owner, you'll love uh, you'll love listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who would get something out of it. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.